Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Colin Man's and the show live every week. Episode 80. Today's with Blake Weisner. He's a producer, artist, writer. He does a lot of solo work. He does a lot of producing for other people. And his new single, On the Way, is out now. Take a listen. Just go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that, my bro. What's up? I'm Blake. Um, I do music. I sing, produce, write, um, play some instruments here and there. But um, yeah, I, mainly uh, I want to be an artist. And um, yeah, I'm just building the community, kind of gathering friends together and stuff, finding other artists and trying to make like a little tribe and stuff so we can all grow. But yeah. that's dope. Yeah. I mean, I met you through Eli, obviously, but like we were just talking tribes, you yeah, know, exactly, exactly. But like you were just saying, it'd be good to talk about this on the podcast. We just started real quick, but you were talking about how, what you've been doing up to lately. Um, so just get back into that. Talk about the single you dropped, uh, things you're working on. I mean, you just said you're trying to build a community up and everything, but go ahead and just like introduce what you're doing at the current moment right now, what you've been doing, things like that. Well, yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I've been, um recently uh working on like edm stuff i've been getting into this different alias wisner official for like uh dubstep and other things like that you heard otw though which is like i feel like it's more poppy kind of like da- like daniel caesar like kind of mac millery like mm-hmm. anderson Pack vibe in that like vein but um yeah, I like um, got this connect for some ED- EDM music and stuff, and I've been I've been working on that stuff. And so I, I build these top lines, and basically it's just like an acapella vocal, and then you like send that out to DJs, and then they like build the track around it. And so um, I've been doing a lot of that lately. But um, yeah, you know me through um, Elijah, who is he brought a bunch of people and friends in the community to me of um for like uh just different things and like singing and like any like he's always i feel like he's always like networking he's like always Mm -hmm. meeting people and just like bring him through to me so yeah man it's 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 hard becoming a musician um and like figuring out what to do and like how to like level up and stuff but it's mainly you got to surround yourself with other people that um inspire you and other people that are kind of doing the same thing and so i feel like it's really important for the community to like come together and people to learn from each other you know Mm -hmm. no yeah for Um, sure it seems as though like it's really hard to be successful in it too so like if you find that area where like you're succeeding at and where you can get better at, why not, why not bring other people along with you? Because it's like, it's so hard. It's almost like anything that you have to be creative with, uh, like comedies like this, uh, acting, I guess would be like this influencing almost in, in some sense. It's like, if you're succeeding at one thing and you have a bunch of people around you who you, you respect and they have their own creativity to bring to the craft, it's like, why not bring a lot of people along with you? Why be stubborn with like the growth you're, you're, you're independent with, like might as well bring other people, let them grow with you. I feel like it makes the experience more, um, personal almost. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So you said you're working on like EDM dubstep stuff right now. Um, you, I mean, before we started, or maybe you said this when we first started, you said producing, obviously making music. Did you start with producing or did you start with making music? So I started, I started playing piano when I was three, actually. And that's when it all kind of began. And I've just been playing music my whole life. And I, I, I would like write like joke songs, like when I was younger. And I just would like write, they'd just be super stupid. And like, I don't even like, they were just really bad. And like, I tried to like make songs and stuff. Didn't really work. And then as I got into like high school and stuff, I started writing poetry um for like like there was this assignment or something that i wrote this poem for and i was like oh i like this shit and so like i liked like combining words and like using like metaphors and like rhyming on the last word and like having it like telling a story through like poetry and so i i started really vibing with that and then i was like well why don't i just like push them together and like write some music and then i got serious about it and started writing a bunch of songs um and then eventually, yeah, I was like, well, I need someone to produce these. And so at the time, I was like, I'm going to get the best of the best. Like, I'm going to look up these people in L.A. And, like, they were like, oh, yeah, two grand in a song. And I'm like, 
all right, maybe I should learn how to do this shit myself because um, I'm not down to pay that. And so, um, yeah, then I started learning how to do it myself and kind of made like a little business out of it. But um, um, yeah, and also like a network of friends and people and a community that um, it just kind of slowly started building once I put myself out there as a producer. And so mm-hmm. it's been like super good for me as an artist to grow um, by um, expanding my network that way. So, yeah, I mean, it seems as though like, especially with producing too, it's like, it's so, not that it's so difficult, but it's like everybody wants to make music, but very few people like get into the track where they can actually create the art form, which you call like a song. Uh, like talk about, if we're talking about this pop culture music, like talking about making the beat, talking about making the bass boom, talk about like the, um, the 808s, you know, adding that to it, even playing an instrument, it's, it's, it's very niche A lot of people just want like, oh, I want to sing, put auto to my voice, rap, you know, make a song. I can write the lyrics. And some people don't even write the lyrics. Like I learned that like a lot of what Justin Bieber does is not even write his own lyrics. They just use him for his voice because he has one of the best voices in the world. And so it's like, if you have the ability to produce and to produce well, I would imagine that that's the way to network the best. You know, it's like, not only can I make my own music, but I can make music for other people and then I can, they can share my music and we can grow like that. You know what I mean? So I feel like producing probably is just almost just as important as being, being creative with the music you're making. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to go back to, you said how like Justin Bieber, like doesn't write all of his own music and stuff. And um, well, yeah. And so also actually building off like, being producer like also being a songwriter because like justin bieber does have other people on the songwriting teams so it's like it's cool to have that facet if you wanted to be able to like if you got thrown in a room and you had to like help co-write with justin bieber but um i I feel like when i first started writing i was like oh i'm always gonna write every single thing that i do myself and like that's where like everything like I take pride in my writing and so I'm never gonna let because I, I would see the same thing I would see like Justin Bieber and then 12 other fucking people um can I swear on this is yeah yeah dude dude say it, whatever okay. you want it's open yes all right, all right. Shit. okay shit um okay so um yeah I would see like this whole list of credits underneath like Justin Bieber's songs or whoever's huge songs or Drake Drake has like 20 writers sometimes but um the thing is, is like writing could be just like, oh, you just like say like a word and then they use that word and you said it, then you get to be on the credits. So it's like, it could be that incremental um, production too. If like, if I was like, yo, throw a snap right there and I, they put the snap in, they'd have to like technically put me down as a producer. I mean, like I, I probably, unless it was like a huge record, like I probably wouldn't be like, yo, put me on the production credits for a snap or like, you know, it's like, you kind of want to take pride in it, but um no, so it's like, like I, I was always on that same side of like these people don't even write their own music and they just have um, other people write it for them and stuff. But also, and then I've come to notice this by working with other people, is that the more people or the more people that are part of the project, if you're like writing with like four other people in the room and stuff, the writing becomes like so much better because it's four people t- it has to go through to like pass the like you like this. And if four people in a room like the certain lyric, it's pretty, it's going to be pretty good. Like, you know, if it like goes through like four shit tests, like just like through people's ears. And then if one of them is like, nah, let's not do it. Like, I don't like that. Then you go into like, you try to do another line. But so imagine that with like 20 people, you know, and then also you see these hits and they're hits for a reason. So it's like, um, I feel like it's, it's not necessary, but, um, the collaborative effort like definitely can like pack a punch and like make a song worthy of like a billion streams type shit, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of time too, like with these like young people who, um, they display a lot of talent. Let's talk about like Olivia Rodrigo or the kid who dropped, honestly, I can't even think of the song. Just, you have a beautiful voice, right? And you have the ability to, um, like blow up on TikTok, things like that. That's like something like, I feel like, um, what is it called? Like uh, agencies and um, 
What is it called when you sign? Labels, labels. That's something that they salivate over. Because if you can get one of those people under a contract, you basically own them. And it's like a lot of these labels I've heard that have like all these like hit songs that their teams have wrote and they're just waiting for the right person to give it to. Like, I mean, like just an example, this isn't really a label doing it, but like Ed Sheeran talks about Love Yourself by Justin Bieber and how he actually wrote it for Rihanna. And at first he was like, fuck yourself, you know? That's how he wrote it. But then, then, then he got with Justin Bieber and he's like, oh no, this is for you. And then he changed it to love yourself and you look at it it's like i couldn't imagine that song and sing, sung by anybody else besides justin bieber or like his one of his last songs on his album ghost was written by john bellion and you can even hear it in it that it's if you listen to john bellion you can even hear that it's a john bellion type song and you're like you you hear these songs but you're like but i don't want anybody else singing the song besides them so i feel like a lot of the time these labels and these people write these songs and like, it doesn't fit with me, but it might fit with somebody else. But you're right. It has been wrote like by 20 people, 40 people, teams who create these massive, massive hits. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, that about the, the love yourself and fuck yourself. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember where I saw. I think I, it was like on some quick video on TikTok or Instagram, but it was, he was like talking about, cause Ed Sheeran, people don't really know this, but Ed Sheeran, writes a lot of the hits you hear like i think he writes for taylor swift he writes for he writes for a lot of people ed sheeran's got a lot of talent and i and he also plays a lot of instruments it's crazy because i feel like we we attribute that i think what happened with drake too when they figured out that drake didn't write his own songs because i feel like a lot of people attribute like okay if you don't write a ballad right that makes sense you know a ballad is a lot more goes into it there's a lot of the time there's um different instruments like organs and things behind it and there's choir almost behind it so if you don't want a ballad it's like okay it makes sense but then when you go to rap it's like people feel like people should have the ability to freestyle and write rap in such a certain way so when someone like drake didn't write their music that whole feud between him and meek mill i feel like it hit harder because i feel like rap is so distinctive that people are understanding now that there's a lot of pop qualities to it but before i feel like it's almost like people thought that rap was so in hip-hop in particular were so different that it was so individual that when people found out like people like Drake and even Migos and things like have teams, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is supposed to be something that individuals do when they, they sit down and they listen to a, a hard beat and they rap, you know? Yeah. I feel that. So it's, do you think he could even like freestyle? You think Drake? I think he can, but because Drake is Drake, bro, he has he to stay current. To. Yeah. He doesn't need to though. He doesn't even care to like, yeah. he's just like, He's like a huge figurehead that like already has his like place in the music industry. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's a machine. Like, exactly. you know? so it's like, he doesn't need to show any more like, Oh, I can do this. Like he's done a lot yeah. already. Exactly. Know? But then you see people like juice world before you pass away, having the ability to freestyle, just massive hits. Right. And, and yeah. watch him and they would see like, Holy, like even Young Thug said he's the best freestyle he ever seen. And you see this and you're like, so people do have it. I feel like there, there are people who have the ability to just transform the game. But a lot of the people, I feel like once they get to the top, it's like, you got to stay current. That's, you need a team because you want to stay current. Yeah, for sure. So how much, how much, I'm just curious, because uh, you, you were saying stuff about like auto tune and everything. How much stuff about like production do you, are you knowledgeable of? And like music i mean a decent amount like i make some of my own music just for fun like i i rarely oh, you do? yeah i do i do you produce? i mean i don't i wouldn't say i like produce i would say that like i i like i find a beat that i like usually a free for profit beat and then i then i record on my own stuff and then i edit based on that like i'll i'll, I'll edit a little bit through uh logic and things like that like i'll edit how my voice works i'll edit like uh how the beat sounds particular to a certain aspect i might add like a little things extra to the beat but i don't produce i've never made my own beat i'm not that good but i do it for fun like i started making music when i was in 11th grade i think with my friend who's actually like an artist now and then i just i just kind of kept doing it you know, it was fun to me, but it's nothing that I ever like really dove into. So I know a little bit, but I'm not like severely knowledgeable on like, uh, producing. Nice. But that's cool that you like, at least know like some foundation. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, you could talk about producing a little bit that like, what are some unconventional things about producing that people don't really know, you know, unconventional like tricks or like, uh, um, I feel like, 
I, I have like a lot of tips I could give. I yeah, can, just I, give some tips, dude. Yeah. Um, well, shit. I feel like sometimes overthinking is like a real thing, and you just have to like put whatever comes to your mind first and put it on the page. Like mm. it's just like like I'll be humming something. Like I'll I'll make like a little melody, and then I'll go to the bathroom and I'll, like I'll be humming something on the way to the bathroom, and I'm like not thinking about it, but I'm humming it. You got to like stop yourself in that moment and be like, nope, like I got to like record that like voice memo or something, go back, put it on an instrument, do something. Cause it's always that, like that first breath of like whatever comes to your head. That's usually the hottest shit. So it's like, um, you have to like make sure you catch that because, um, and yeah, you could like loop something for a really long time and then like strategically come up with something like unique, I guess. But from my experience, it's just like the first thing that pops to your mind is going to be the hottest always. Um, why do you think that is? No, but like, why do you think that is? Cause I feel like that's with a lot of the things, you know, with a lot of things, that's how it is. Like you can even like make the analogy, like within sports, like the best move you're ever going to make, whether it be basketball, football or anything, best throw you're ever going to make is always the one that's like improvised or the one that you don't really like the one that just comes to your head right in the moment. You know, why do you think yeah. that is like, why do you think the first thing, like even like people always say like even when you're taking a test trust your gut. Why do you think that is? Like you think that's just something that because I you could take it a multitude of ways like religion. You could take it like spirituality. Why do you think that is, bro? I think low key. I think humans like as a species like are we're like very like intellectual beings. Like we're super like like we. I feel like we don't know as much as we like as much as much about ourselves as there is to know like you know um i just i feel like that gut feeling or whatever is just like your body's like internal clock working or your internal like something working to like tell you like that's supposed to be it and so it's like we kind of already know it without knowing it it's weird but yeah I feel like, yeah it's almost like i feel like so there's a there's a theory and philosophy called determinism is basically like the way you can attribute it to is like god's plan or like the universe's plan like everyone has a set plan cause and effect everything has a cause and an effect and i feel like if you like really stop in a moment like whether you're creating a song whether i'm you know playing football or going to school or even doing this podcast and you really if you really stop and like live in the moment when you're like the most blissful or the most like in tune with what you're doing, you feel like you're in the right spot. You know, you feel like you're in the right place at the right time. And some at, uh, in the adverse or on the controversial from that, like you can feel like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you're not doing maybe like a song's not clicking. And I feel like that, that, that intrinsic, like you said, like humans, like the, the intelligent beings, when we know, I feel, like when we're at the right place at the right time doing the right thing, I feel like when everything clicks, you know, you can just say everything clicks. I feel like that's like determinism or like God's plan working for everybody. So I feel like that is like where you're right where you need to be and you need to be doing because like we don't know why we're like interested in things. Like why are you interested in music and producing things? Why am I interested in kicking football as far? You know, it doesn't make any sense. But but humans are so fascinating that like we all have our own things that we're good at and they're so diverse, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say like, um, I've noticed a lot of people that write music are like, some of them, they, they experience a lot of pain and trauma. And so like, that's like an outlet for them. And so it's easy. And that's when some of the best songs are made is when somebody goes through something painful and you can connect to like a wide audience of people that are also going through pain because i mean well also and it's like you see all these sad songs i mean happy songs blow up but um all these sad songs blow up or like these like low frequency energy songs blow up i feel like because everybody is so low frequency like a lot of people are just depressed and like they really latch on to those depressing ideas and thoughts and so like um yeah it's like easy to connect people when they're vibrating low but yeah, I mean, at the same time, you can also have a hit that's, like, high frequency and, like, super happy and, like, uplifting. And, um, but, yeah, I don't there's know. No medium, I, there's no medium songs. There's no songs like, I'm having an all right day. Because, like, you can't, you can't make yeah. that, you know? Right? Shit. I do, um, honestly, I want to stop you real quick because I do resonate with what you said right there. And I think we can talk about that for a second because I think it's something that social media actually adds to. You said that most people or a lot of people are depressed. And I think we can see that. I feel like a lot of people, especially when they start off, like, all right, let's just talk about this right now. I have a, a decent amount of viewers on this podcast. I'm nowhere near 
popular or blown up, you know? But yeah. I get my I get my like engagement from just doing it. It's fun to do. I like talking yeah. to people and listening to people. But I feel like a lot of people, especially like music or trying to blow up on TikTok or Instagram or something, I feel like when they start, it's because the local level level is always going to hate more. When you start something, people are going to hate because they're not starting shit because they're losers, you know? And the local level is always going to hate more. And you're not going to blow up for a long time, for a really long time. It's going to take a long time. And I feel like a lot of people either are going to hate and so they're depressed because they want to do something, but they don't have the balls or courage to do it. And then a lot of people are depressed because they are trying something and it's not working. And I think what what you got to say to that is don't compare yourself to other people. You can't do that. You got to be your own. And then, cause here's the thing, you're not going to blow up if you keep comparing yourself and trying to be other people. And you're not going to blow up if you keep hating on other people, you got to embrace who you are, bring that into light. And then, cause I feel like what people don't understand in today's time is that not only do you not have to compare yourself, but everyone has a light that they bring to this earth and you can be, you can be positive. Like, yes, there's a bunch of negative and assholes in this life, but there's also a bunch of people that you can meet that are fucking awesome. And you could be one of those people who is awesome. And I bet you a hundred dollars. I bet you agree that if you're awesome, people would are going to want to follow you more than someone who's an asshole. You know what I mean? I'm sure you found this when you've been like, uh, starting your music career, like you weren't just popular or getting popular, even people listening to you from the get go, right? Well, okay, so um, you dang, you said a bunch of things. I wanted to jump in there, um, but shit. you can just cut me off. I talk a lot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. But um, shit. Back to what did you just finish with? Shit. Um, positive. What I finished with is saying that you didn't just blow up to start, or you didn't just have people listening to you to start when you started making music. Yeah, no, I mean, well, so everybody starts from, like, ground zero, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody starts with no fans whatsoever. And, um, yeah, this idea that you can, like, post something and blow up the next day. I mean, it's it's possible. And it it's happening. And, like, if you're fucking clever, like, you – but it's, that's like winning the lottery, almost. And so it's like uh, – but, yeah, these things, a local level, you were talking about the local scene. Um, I can go into that for a second because I feel like um, so many people are so focused on like blowing up in the local scene. So many people are like trying to like run around town and like Vegas, even in Vegas, I see it like so many people are trying to get gigs and gigs and gigs. And it's like, bro, who's coming to these? Like, are you going to build a like, like obviously it's just going to be as many people as you can bring in from your friends. And then maybe how popular you were in high school or in college or how many people you know what i'm saying so it's I like do, yeah. at that local level i really don't think you can build a fan base like a, a thriving fan base off a local level anymore i think that's it used to be you kind of had to get big in the local scene and then build your way up and then go like on mini tours and stuff but bro with the digital age it's like i can i post a i could post a reel and like i've gotten maybe like five thousand views on a reel so it's like if I had 5,000 people viewing my reel, whereas if I try to get a show and like book as many people as I can, I probably like say maybe like 50 people came. So 50 people are viewing my performance as opposed to just going on the internet and posting something and fucking 5,000 people can see. So it's like put your time and energy where the, where the eyes are. And so it's like, I feel like people sleep on that um still a lot of people are woken have woken up to it but people still they're like i don't want to do tiktok and even me i need to do more tiktoks but um like instagram posts and stuff like that i mean posts are still kind of dying maybe reels and instagram um instagram reels and tiktoks are like probably the highest you could do for a musician right now for getting quick exposure but um yeah, man. Like you, you just gotta like, you gotta do the groundwork first. It's like, you gotta have the product. You have to get the good song. And then that's only the smallest portion. It's having a good song. Cause you could have the trashest song and then have this next section lined up. And then your trash song is going to blow the fuck up because you knew exactly what to do over here. While these people spent years and years of their life perfecting this and i'm not saying it's not wrong like music is a journey and you're supposed Mm -hmm. to um it's supposed to be an outlet so it's like if you want to perfect your shit like so fucking good that you're the next beethoven meets fucking (laughs) like 
well fucking marshmallow type dude like i don't know like whatever fusion you want you want to be the perfect like and get everything perfect that's cool but um it's like the marketing like you're putting your money into the marketing getting the video doing the the crazy viral thing or whatever and like it's all this other stuff that nobody focuses on to blow up that's actually what blows you up and stuff and so yeah i take pride i've been playing music for a while and stuff and so it's like i know a good song when i hear one so i waited like five years to drop my first single because that was my preference and i was like i didn't want to put a song out that wasn't like there you know what i'm saying but maybe that was stupid maybe it wasn't because i like learned a bunch of shit so it's like there's no like uh there's no secret formula but i do know that people that have just started music and that are just dropping shit and are confident and consistent can blow up decently quick because they're confident in their shit. They sound confident. Even if their mixes and like their songs don't sound amazing. It's like, if they keep shoving them in your face and keep fucking like running this train, it's going to, it's going to get bigger. So, um, yeah, man, the journey from A to B is, um, nobody, there's, there's no set order of steps mm-hmm. to get there for music and stuff. And, being yeah. successful well i think too like you know i res like with, with something you said you know you talked about how like uh like you can drop a shit song and like maybe that shit song is like maybe you dropped it because of the like the climate like maybe you wanted it just to be a tiktok song like i'll give you an example this was before tiktok but like look at how how influential X was as an artist, right? But his first song that really blew up, blew up was Look At Me. He was not just a Look At Me artist. Like you you listen, you listen to Look At Me and then you listen to Changes and you're like, these are so far off. Like this is not even the same guy, but he knew what to do. He played the game like an algorithm when he could have just, in today's time, just been like, I'm gonna drop a perfect, perfect TikTok song and then I'm gonna get into my artistic shit. But also something you said about, like when we're talking about the local level, Right. I think like, I, I understand what you're saying. Cause I feel like people want to, you know, that local level. And I think maybe this is just a Vegas thing, but you could also see with places, a lot of other places where there hasn't been massive, massive people to come out in sports in in um, in music, there hasn't been a lot of people to, for how like how big of a city Las Vegas is really like, it's not like huge. huge like 40 million, like California, but like, or LA, but it's like a, you know, it's a pretty decent sized city and like it's specifically known as like Las Vegas, but there hasn't been a lot of people to come out of here to be like the greatest athletes, to be like the greatest musicians. Uh, so I feel like a lot of people want to put on for Las Vegas. I think that's like their like whole motive is like, I want to put on for Vegas because nobody else really has or the way that I want to do it. You know, like we know all, everybody knows Dizzy Wright. But it's like, you know, there's other people. I mean, Baby Keem, I think is from Vegas too. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like very few people and like same thing, like baseball players. I know some baseball players who are from Vegas, like Bryce Harper. Right. But there's very few people who really put on for Vegas. So I feel like the local level, the reason people want to do it so bad is because they want to put on. And you can probably see this in like other places, like like cities in Texas or cities in Florida where like people have been like not put on so far, like big cities, but like a lot of people haven't come out. I feel like that's a lot about the local scene and why people want to be like, Oh, I want to do local shows because I want to put on for Vegas, you know? Well, you can still rep Vegas and you can still rep your hometown, but not have to put every ounce of your blood and sweat and tears into becoming a only Vegas artist because you're cutting yourself off from all these other eyes and all these other viewers and potential fans by just putting all your time into one city. And so even Russ, Russ blew up and he, yeah, he had a crazy, he's an anomaly because he was able to produce, write, mix, master, video, fucking record his own shit, edit his videos, promote them. He did everything. And he did that like for, like he put a song out every two weeks or whatever blew up. But he said, fuck a hometown hero. He was like, honestly, fuck a hometown hero. I got popping on the internet. There's millions, there's millions and millions, billions of people on the internet. And there's only so many that you're, that are accessible within like your hometown. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. The live, the live factor of like being there in person and seeing them is nice, but it's like, bro, if you can pretty much see people like on your phone doing exactly the same thing that they would be doing in person. So, 
Um, yeah, it, the digital age, like we said, has really changed everything, right? But also, I feel like, like to go back to something I said earlier, I feel like the most of your haters are going to come from the local scene. Like it's sure. like you probably have. So why stay in the local scene? If exactly, most of your haters yeah. are going to be there, it's like fuck that. I don't want to fucking put all my time into these people that hate me. Like yeah. you know, it really is crazy though. Like. Like a lot of the time too, like what I've noticed, right? What I've really noticed is you don't realize, like people always say, the more haters you have, the bigger you are, right? And that's fact. Very true. Fact. But when you're like starting to grow, you're definitely going to have more haters because people are going to talk mad shit. But you're going to have these people. Once you start receiving, like what I've noticed is because like, I grind away the fuck I do. I really try my fucking best. Like that's something I pride myself in. Regardless of if I am the best, regardless of if I'm ever going to be the best at anything, I work my fucking ass off to be the best. And so like right. this year I got second team all conference um, in football. That was dope. You know, worked my ass off for it. And like, you'll never be able to show how hard you work or like I work my ass off podcast. I work my ass off uh to try in school to try to go to law school. Like I work my ass off in everything I do. And you're never really going to be able to see the fucking work that anybody puts in. But what you will see is as people start recognizing how hard you fucking work and how, and like six starting to improve and starting to get better and starting to have more people, like more people ha having eyes on you. You're going to have people who you knew who would talk shit about you and who probably are talking shit about you coming up to you or DMing you asking for like a handout. Let me get on your podcast, bro. Or for you, like, let me get on a song, bro. Or like kind of be like, I love what you're doing, bro. This is so dope. But we really turn around and like talk mad shit. And it's like, all I can say to that is like, that's just a natural part of life, bro. Most people don't got it in them. So when they see other people like really trying, like really trying, they resent it. Suck that energy. They're suck like, it out. Yeah. Bro. So fucking toxic. Yeah. But, or, or the same thing. Like, um, when I'm going ham in the gym and I like, I'm like posting me in like the gym every day and stuff. Then everyone's like, yo, like we need to hit the gym. And I'm like, fuck you. Like yeah. I woke my ass out of bed this morning and I fucking got the gym. And like, I did that on my own. Like, I don't want to have to rely on somebody else to wait on for their time. And if they're going to, I do like going to the gym with people, but it's like, now I have like six people trying to hit the gym with me. And I'm like, yo, like I can't bring six people to the fucking gym, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, bro. People definitely start taking notice and shit when the ball starts rolling for sure. Like my old roommate who lived here, he actually got um, signed to marshmallow. And uh, it was funny because he, uh, the hardest worker I've ever met literally hands down like that's what I learned like work ethic from this motherfucker and he would sit in his room and produce for 16 hours a day this is right when COVID hit so he had like he oh, was chilling true. like with unemployment and like so he had some time to like before work started again to like just you know really focus music and so he went in 16 hours a day made loops beats he did everything he possibly could like in his power and like ran as many sessions like he was like studying like engineering like mixing things he was like trying different instruments out bro i like this kid um literally in like seven months got signed by marshmallow and it was wild and i witnessed it and yeah his back his back was like destroyed from sitting in a chair for 16 hours every single day but um it's like, bro, then the second he blew up, all these people and he, that would write him off in Vegas, and he said he was, he was always trying to reach out to different producers, artists, and, like, roll through and, like, kick it and this and that. And they're all, they would always never, like, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe. Like, but the second he blew up, every single one of them motherfuckers came back and was like, yo, dude, like, how's it going, man? Like, you want to, like, get – and he just, like, he was like, oh, you're the guy that whatever the fuck – like unfollow like and he would just like went through like a whole list of people that he just like unfollowed and he was like nah i don't need to see you in my life ever again like so yeah. i mean bro yeah the haters the haters will will flip at some point but yeah you gotta have the haters man you know what i realized too it's like how can you like like how can you be content with living a normal life. Like I've realized that like, I'm going to work hard at whatever the fuck I want to do and get really, really, really into some one thing at least, you know, just grind my ass off. But there's people here like, like who are live on earth who are just okay doing 
nothing with their lives. Like just like well, partying I, I and like- shit. I feel, well, I mean, partying and shit. I mean, the thing is, is like, we were all given this opportunity to like experience like this place as we want. And so it's like, maybe people like me and you want to work our ass to the bone and like become some, something at this next level. Some other people are just like, yo, like, I just want to have a family, settle down. Like, like I love the simple things in life and they just want to, um, you know, like wife and kids day job like normal nine to five come home and so yeah it's like like maybe they just want that but yeah that wasn't me i didn't ever like i had a, I could <laughs> i couldn't work another nine to five bro no i like i run sessions i like sell vocal things i i, I like try to get on like like film scoring gigs or whatever i'm like like freelance hustling and i fucking love it and the thing is, is I will never, ever, ever go back to nine to five. But I kind of respect people that like, you know, they just like, they just want to chill. Like, you know, maybe smoke some weed and just like have like, you know, cook some good dinner, like kiss, kiss the kids goodnight and, you know, go to bed and wake up the next morning and repeat. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wish people were more motivated because I feel like, we are a highly sophisticated species and we could do some crazy shit while we're here. You know, it's like, why not everybody use our fucking brains to like the maximum that we can and everyone be this crazy version of themselves. Could you imagine if like, just like if everybody was motivated by one love and two, if everybody, if everybody worked as hard and reached their potential. Literally. If everybody worked from love, like, that's honestly the world would be like an amazing place, but everybody works not for love. Like people yeah. work for other factors, um, acceptance or like, um, it's a big one. Work. Yeah, for sure. For acceptance. Yeah. Like all these cloud chasers, bro. Like they don't fucking like some, do you think they really want it or they just want the clout? Like they, they just want to be able to be like, somebody for no reason it's like what are you gonna do when you get there like are you gonna help this world out more like when you get money like are you gonna like what's the end game plan for you and so um yeah man but we all have like you know whatever the fuck we want to do and some people are nice people and other people are just assholes so but you also said earlier you were saying like like genuine people would blow up more than assholes or some something around that category like way earlier but i was like bro i was like you could be an asshole and still blow up the thing is is work ethic like if you're an asshole but you work hard like you're gonna get places like it may be a little harder but it's like um like sometimes people fucking you don't know what people like like sometimes it's comedic people being assholes or sometimes like I, like he, like Kanye is huge and he like took the mic away from Taylor Swift and like that's like a really fucked up thing to do but it's like he did it and people still respect him and people still like look up to him and so yeah bro so um I mean of course he got to a certain place he probably wasn't doing probably wasn't doing that shit I mean maybe he was before he blew up like uh, but you can't really do that at that scale unless you're blown up like that so I don't know um but yeah, I feel like, like if you're just hardworking, you can definitely take off and um, be successful. But um, a lot of these people don't want to put the work in, and yeah, they're scared to make that leap. So they'll they'll be quick to judge you when you make that leap, and um, they they will hate on you at the beginning, like you said, because you're not that good at it. But if you like like over time and then you start doing shit that's like good for it people will like start to believe it you know um yeah just gotta believe in yourself and shit but one of the coolest things i think i've ever done like what i realized is like so like i feel like sometimes people especially me i'm gonna just talk about me for a second it's like a really self-critical and like you gotta stop being so self-critical yourself but like me it's hard for me to do that you know um because I feel like I have, I know my potential and I have such high standards for myself. Right. And it's also like, I know what I'm capable of. And so like, 
like let's just say in football, like I got two uh, Northwest Conference Player of the Weeks, and then I got All Conference, and like all those achievements, like while they're cool for me, it's really all it is. All it does is like. Like for all it's for, it really, I feel like it's for other people more than it's for me. Like, I'm like, cool. Like I work my ass off anyways. And all it does is justify to them what I've already known about myself. Only thing achievements really do is justify to other people that I deserve to be here. You know what I mean? And that's what I realized is like achievements ain't, aren't for the person who's getting them. The awards and shit are not for the people who are getting the awards. They're for other people to understand where that motherfucker was, you know? Cause like, if you really think about it, like a Grammy, it not only is it like like you had the best song, right? It's like you worked the fucking hardest. Like you did this shit. Or like the same thing for like an Oscars. Like you it's for like it's to show that that person deserves something. It's for the other people. Like, yeah, you get to like be like, oh, I got this award, you know? But like yeah. three seconds and then it's like back to fucking work. But everybody right. else will know you as an Oscar winning, Grammy winning artist, right? And so yeah. that's all I realized is like all really anything is in this life is if you're like, you just put your fucking bones to the wall, balls to the wall, go for it. And you can be accepting of yourself. All the other shit will come, but it's only for other people. Really? For sure, man. Yeah. You definitely got to like accept yourself. Um, and then, but you also have to hold yourself like accountable. And I feel like for growing, you have to like, for like, you have to take a step back sometimes and then ask yourself, um, like even if you were right in a situation, you have to, and you know, you're right. Like you have to ask yourself, what could I have done better in this situation for this not to happen? If something bad does happen, you know? And I feel like it's holding that accountability on yourself, which is so important because if you, if you play the blame game and you start blaming other people, then you're never going to grow yourself and you're never going to figure out like, maybe if I just take a step back, I can see what I did wrong. Even if it was on the smallest of scales, like it caused something and I could have done something different, you know? So, um, I was, just yeah, I was like talking to, off of, yeah. yeah, no, I was talking to this political commentator, in my last podcast, I dropped it today actually, but when this is how people are going to be like today, just for me and you, I dropped it today. Um, it was, uh, he was basically saying that like the whole thing about the whole thing about like, um, growing and, and and getting better and things like that is that is that you're supposed to disagree and then realize that you're wrong. Like that's like the whole point is like most people go in thinking they're right and trying to prove other people wrong, but really you're supposed to go into it thinking you're wrong and how, why are they right? Right. Go in thinking they're right and I'm wrong. Right. And, and learn something, but people don't do that anymore. People want to be right so much. People just, what I've realized is like, they want to, they want to be just they're just selfish like what social media and everything in this age has really shown people is how greedy people are and it's all about them life and here's the thing i feel like a lot of people got to realize and i realize this like i realize this and it's a hard realization to make it's like you're not the main character you're not you're just not the main character you're not even really a side most people are just like extras in the movie (laughs) if you even are lucky to be in the movie you know what i mean like most people are extras at best and people really think that the sun revolves around them and it's just like what you got to realize is i can change the world if i choose to do so but i have to come at it with an aspect of how do i change myself first for sure yeah you definitely have to become the best version of yourself to uh, try to want to change other things because if you like start going out there and you start trying to change shit and you don't even know yourself and like know what you want and know what should be like like the the help the world should like need and stuff if you don't know any of that shit then it's like um yeah i kind of got off oh. <laughs> you're good bro um you know back to something we said earlier we were talking about how People tend to like when you're getting into a into an, a, a genre. People tend to stop doing it when they're starting to fail, right? And what I've learned is that like failure is like if you're failing consistently, but like learning from those failures, you're doing better than everybody in the world because most people don't even fail because they don't even try. But also, most people like quit when they fail. Like if you fail, you're like fuck, dude, I should change this, and then you fail again, you're like fuck, well, I should change this, and you just keep doing that. 
look back at like where you started, you know, because I feel like we can make this really big analogy. If you look at like fat loss or even beard growth, you look back, right? And not, or day to day, nothing really changes, but you look back and everything is different, right? If you're 300 pounds and all of a sudden you're 180 and you, you, you probably still see yourself as fat. You're like, fuck, I still need to lose weight. But like, if you look back at where you came from, you're like, holy shit, dude, I've really made some severe changes in my life. And so I feel like, like we, like when we're talking about like that growth, it's like, I feel like you have to understand, you have to give yourself credit for what you have done. And keep attacking those failures. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, the thing is with failing is you learn something. And so you figure out what not to do. And so I feel like everybody knows what to do. Everybody, like, there's always, like, things of, like, oh, you can do this, 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 and this. But what people don't tell you is, hey, don't do this, 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 and this. And that's where everything that you fail that's where all those lessons come in. You're like, Oh, I failed because I did this. Don't do that. And so it's like, it kind of like ingrains that like sort of, um, thing for you moving on is like, okay, try everything, except this. And then like you fail again, it's like, okay, do everything, except this. And so then you build up then soon when you're like up here, then you know exactly like the specific things like, you know, and then you, you, you can skip all this bullshit that you've already gone through and, um yeah because you already know and so it's like yeah if even if you get like if you start off and you just like succeed succeed and you keep like getting like these successions you're still gonna enter this realm over here eventually somehow and so it's like i feel like it's super important to fail because you figure out um whatever category of like say music is like if you fail doing a certain thing in music, you're like, you're just not going to do it again and it's going to make it better for the next time. And so that's also why I waited so long to drop my first single because I, I wanted to see like from a marketing standpoint, what the best thing was because I had seen, okay, maybe make a whole music video. Okay. Maybe, um, do a TikTok dance money giveaway thing. Okay. Maybe, um, like put a bunch of money into Instagram ads, maybe put a bunch of money into Snapchat ads, maybe playlist it, maybe get it on a bunch of Spotify playlists, maybe do a little bit of everything. And so it was like, I didn't know exactly the formula to start off with, to be able to get like a decent growth with it. Cause I didn't want to just drop my song and then like it get like my friends and families to view it and then it just dies. And then it goes to like zero plays, maybe like a couple plays a day. Didn't want that to happen. So, um, yeah, I was like searching for like a team that would help with the back end and watching these artists that I was helping and produce do all this stuff and fail. And I was seeing all their failures and I was, I didn't have to fail, but I got to watch them fail. So it was like, it was like a little victory for me because I was like, okay, don't do that. And so, um, or it's like, oh, that videographer is like, like really trustworthy, like, and oh, this one will give, give me my videos back like a month later and the editing is not good. So maybe don't go back to them. And so, you know, it's just like, it kind of like helped me figure out like a little team and like a, a game plan for like five years when I wasn't releasing music and I was just like perfecting, you know, my writing and my production and stuff. Um, also building up a game plan so that when I did drop it, I already had all those failures. So I just know like where to go from here, you know? but I definitely think it's important to fail. Do you sure. think that there's a point where you're failing yeah. too much though and you have to give it up, whatever you're doing, regardless of what you're doing? No, I don't. I definitely think if you fail a bunch and enough times, like you're eventually going to get good. Like if, if you keep going at it, like, I mean, at least for me, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a thing that if I like put my mind to it and like, really try to learn it or really do it no matter how tedious or whatever, like same wavelength that I like shit is on or whatever. If I just did it, I usually get it down like whatever it is. So it's like, um, yeah, I think if you think if you put enough time and effort into it, then, um, anything is possible for sure. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you fail. So I would never tell somebody to give up it, I'd be like, if they were like doing music and it was just bad, like, Bad is also subjective because it's yeah, like subjective. you could be you could be making something that you fucking love, and if like this this person is like 
I love this shit. It's just not blowing up. I'm like, well, if you fucking love it, then just keep doing it. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what – find out a way to get your bills paid and, like, just do it. And then maybe one day you'll be, like, it'll catch on enough. That'll pay the bills. But it's, like, if you love it, like, don't give up something you love. But if somebody was, like, trying to do something just to get good at it and, like, they didn't love it, I'd be, like, you know, maybe take a step back and, like, reevaluate, like, what you want and what, like, like you really love in life and stuff and, and like – then go back into it. But, um, cause you, sometimes, sometimes you can't force it. Like, but if you, if you have a love for it, then I would definitely encourage anybody that's pursuing something to keep going for sure. Well, also if you have a love for it, I feel like you're going to want to be good at it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like anything you love, you're not going to be like, you're not going to be like content with being bad at it. Like even like skateboarding, yeah. if you're like really bad at skateboarding, but you love it to death, you're going to skateboard every chance you get. Like people, people always say like, like they're never, they're not moving up in their jobs because they're, they hate their jobs. If you didn't, if you loved doing paperwork, you'd be the best motherfucker at doing paperwork. You know what I mean? Like people, people don't realize that the reason they're not doing well at something it, is because they don't like it. You're not interested in it. People are like, oh, I'm like a horrible student. I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. You hate school. Like, just try yeah. like, Wait till you get out. Like, you could be the best motherfucking plumber you've ever known. Like, you don't know. You might right. love something that's so unconventional to other people. Like, people forget, like, you don't just have to do something creative. Or, not even to say that, you don't have to do something artistic. You can do things and bring your own creativity to it. You think chefs aren't creative? Come on, dude. You think that business owners aren't creative? You think that professors aren't creative? The reason they're creative is because they write new papers and they create new ideas. Everybody's creative. You know, there's a lot of intellectuals who like talk about like not everybody's creative. I think that's bullshit. I think everybody's creative. It's just whether or not they're in an outlet that respects them enough to let their creativity out. Because I feel like every single job you do, unless it's literally even like, bro, like, like, I mean, like, like if you're like a trash man, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like you probably can't be creative with that, but maybe you can, maybe you're driving routes, you're making the driving routes and then you're, you're creating yeah. driving routes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Maybe there's a, sp- a special way to like quickly get the the trash can on the thing like mm-hmm. you don't know like maybe there's like uh yeah the routes um creativity is innovation bro better in ways of doing things is creativity there there's something you you can wear to like make the stench not oh that's fucking dope yeah i didn't even think about that you know? maybe you have some like style you can i don't even know i don't know i feel like i i definitely agree with you about the creativeness i feel like there's like something creative everybody can kind of do in whatever facet they're dealing with you know yeah, no, definitely. And like, not only that, like people, people want to solve problems. Like people want things to do. People want shit to do. Like people just, it's not like people like don't like, are just like, people are just born bored. Like people want shit to do. People like video games to solve a problem. What's Literally. the problem or to win? Like people don't just play like, cause there's no like point of it. Like you don't just do shit. There's no point to do like, you wouldn't shower because there's no point to do it. Like you do shit because you need to solve a problem. Yeah. Like, and it's like, if you're working at a job, like, cause here's the problem really with it is like, if you're working at a job that you hate, but you have a family to support, what are you going to do? You can't quit your job to start chase your dreams when you have a family. Maybe you can retire once they're older and then chase your dreams. But you, what you should be doing is spending instead of like that extra, whatever long, time you were doing scrolling on your Instagram or whatever. It's like, maybe you should be building a plan for you to get yourself in a better situation to, to be doing something you love or at least making more money. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like, yeah, like you said earlier, it's hard for me to imagine ever like being stagnant and just being like, okay with that because I could see myself as like, honestly, like the richest man in the world still wanting to get richer. Like, or, you know, it's like, like, I mean, not, not, not even that, or like working on myself, I could be like the most enlightened man in the world, but I want to like learn more and like become like deeper within myself. Yeah. Like I could be the best number one artist, but I'm still going to want to like, like, like figure out how to like do the certain writing or some, um, some technique of like maybe screamo or like get into like different whatever like and figure out the whole spectrum of it all like i feel like there's 
never a point where I will be done growing, you know, or want to stop growing, you know? Yeah. That reminds me of a story that what you just said about like being the most enlightened man and then um, wanting to be more enlightened. So the story goes, it's at like the end of human civilization. Right. Um, and they're at the point where like they're going traveling through the universe and they're like, like you can't die. They're um, immortal. Right. And there's one man who, who did it all. He made people immortal. He made intergalactic travel possible. And he's, He's the most curious man. All he wants is to get to the edge of the universe to find out what's there, what's after the universe. And so they search, he searches and he searches and he searches. And, you know, human civilization, whoever's left is behind him, is like following him. And he finally gets to the end of civilization. And there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there, right? And he comes back to the, to the civilization, the last civilization, and, he go, and they go, what was there? What was at the end of the civilization? And he goes... And he goes, I couldn't find it or it just keeps going and, and, and it forces them and, and he says, so we just got to keep exploring and it forces them to keep going because without curiosity, without getting better, without growth, without the, if you get to the edge of knowledge, if you get to the edge of the universe, there's nowhere to go. If you knew yeah. everything, there's no reason to, to still exist. And yeah. so it, it, I think it goes along with what you're saying very well because it's like, Humans want to get better. They need a way. We are imperfect because we need a way to get better. We have to be, yeah. we can grow to be good. We have to be horrible so we can be great, you know? Right. No, yeah. Like it'd be backwards. Like if you're just like a genius at something and you like pop out the womb and then you like suddenly start to get worse at it. Like mm -hmm. I don't even know. It's like, yeah, we're always, you know, I feel like through this lifetime, we're always trying to keep this like same, um, Thing of progression with whatever it may be until you die you know but it's like what what's our purpose here like like you know and I, I guess it feels fulfilling to like grow um and kind of put the pieces together mm -hmm. of certain things in your mind for shit so the purpose is so weird too because it's so subjective like human purpose and human meaning is all in the eye of the beholder people make their own meaning and purpose you know regardless if you find that your purpose is your family you, you might think um god's plan is your purpose god puts you here for a purpose but everybody is so subjective but everybody wants meaning you wouldn't live if people are suicidal a lot of the time because they find no meaning in life like life meaning comes from within i feel like and purpose comes from within and without it i feel like life is not worth living it really isn't because you need something to get you out of bed because i feel yeah. like i feel like if i don't have something that i'm really excited for i don't want to like i there's not a reason to get up in the morning if there's something yeah. that i can like do and get better at and just keep like you know like like i had a moment where when i finished football where i woke up the next day and i realized i'll never play football again right i realized it i'm an adult now i will never do it again and I had a moment of like, not panic, but like I had a moment of like, look at my life from transparency and be like, all right, you're never gonna play football again. You're probably never gonna be away from the sport forever, but you have all these other areas where you, you know, you can dive into and get way better at. And, you, and not only that, you can be a beginner at something again. I've, not that I've mastered football, but I got as good as I fucking could within the time yeah. I had it. And so now I can do that with something else, whether it be being a lawyer or being anything, you know, I can dive into something as well, as good as I, as I can dive into something and work as fucking hard as physically possible and get as best as I can. So I feel like the meaning lies within finding something you want to fucking bust your ass for, whether it be your wife, your spouse, or the same thing, um, um, or like a job or like a hobby or, you know, finding something that you care so much about that you want, you would, you would risk your life to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, my friend, uh, do you know, Jacob, I think I've met him. I think I met him at Eli's performance on. Yeah. He was like, he, he would go up to come. He, or he came up to me one night and he was like, Blake, what's the why? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like the why, you know, like, why do you do it? Like, and I was like, it's a good ass question, but I mean, yeah, it is, it is like a good question. Why do I do music or like why? And it's like, yeah, I mean, it could be as simple as like, I'm really good at it. So I'm just going to like, you know, keep doing it and it makes the bills and stuff. Or it could be deep as like, you know, I have some feelings like inside that I want to let out and I hope they touch the world in a certain way. And that's the why, you know? Yeah. The but, why is... The why What's is the why for you? What's the why for you? You know, 
It depends, bro. There's a lot of things that I want to do in this world that you have each in their own individual why. The reason I do this is because I get to talk to so many different type of people and learn and get grow and and smile and laugh and have great conversations. And, and also, people don't do this. People don't sit down for an hour plus and just have an open conversation with people. They don't do it. And so, th- this makes me... It made me a better person. Like I am not the person I was when I started this. And I'm so grateful that I did because it changed the way I think. It changed the way I act. It changed the way I speak. The way the reason I um, go to school is because I'm passionate about learning. Um, and I also want to go to law school because I'm really passionate about law and things like that. And I want to, you know, that might change between now and then, but I really like learning and getting better at things. And, you know, I think the ultimate why is why, why do I continue to wake up? I think that's the ultimate why, you know, it's like, why do you keep living? I think the answer for me is that I'm so, regardless of the pain and the suffering and the sadness and the heartbreak that you, you withstand when you're living, I think there's an aspect of life that people don't, that, that you just can't get, you know, like, like I, I, I mean, regardless of it is like, the best moments in my life have been better than the worst moments in my life have been better than the, have been, have exceeded all the things that I could have been paying in my life, you know? And so I think that you have to endure the worst things so that you can embrace the best things. And if you don't, you people run so far away from those, those hardships, but if you actually run towards them, you realize that right on the other side of the things you're most afraid of are the best things in life. Well, literally, like, um, have you noticed that when good things happen, they, like, come in, like, waves, and then when bad things happen, they, like, also come in waves? Yeah. So, it's, like, like, one good thing's going to happen, and then, like, a bunch of good things are going to happen. I get scared when this happens because I'm, like, oh, fuck, I'm happy. This is dope. Something bad is about to happen. Like, I'm, like, I'm just waiting because I know it's, like, around the corner. Some shit's going to pop up. Cause it does. It always does. Doesn't matter how good you are. There's something bad always around the corner that you're going to have to deal with some bullshit or some drama or some fucking business, whatever, some, something that's going to come around the corner. That's just going to bite you in the ass. But I feel like it's, it's fucked up cause it comes in waves and then it like, you're like, Oh, that hurt. And then while you're down, it's just going to keep kicking you. And yeah. then you're like, Oh no. And then you just keep getting like kicked. And then you're like, but at the same time when you're getting kicked, you're like, like, fuck, I'm getting kicked. But you know that you're about to get a bunch of good shit that's going to happen next. So then it's like, it's an even trade-off. But, um, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I want to say that my best successes have trumped my lowest of lows. But I feel like I've had some pretty, pretty, pretty low lows. So, like, I have had some high highs for sure. But um, maybe it's just because my sights are aimed on even higher highs that – it's like I'm waiting for those higher highs first to be like, ah, oh, that's yeah. what I went through that shit. I will say this. Like it takes a lot for me to say that my best moments in, like are better than my worst moments because in the – you don't really sit and wallow or sit in, sit in your happiness. You just let it go away. Like you, it, you are happy and then it's gone. True. Or like sometimes – you don't even something shitty happens. Yeah, like, or or not even that. Like you don't even think that you deserve it. Like the happiness. That's the worst. Right. When you're happy and you got something and you're like, I don't even deserve this. But when you're when oh. the bad things happen, when the bad things happen, you just sit here and you just feel it because it's so easy. Maybe you'll throw on some juice. I feel so goddamn empty, and you just fucking feel it. You know, you don't sit and feel your happiness. You just because, because the second the second you. The second you get something you want is when you realize you, you forget the worth of what you wanted and yeah. like, cause you have it. Yep. And that's like so true and it sucks because, um, yeah, you could be striving for some goal or something for the longest of time and then you get it and you don't know what the fuck to do. Cause you've been like basing your whole life's purpose around this goal. And then once you get it, you're like, fuck, well, like I'm here now, now what? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Shit, yeah, and it's never like, uh, like, yeah, okay, now you're on this level, you're chill, you like hit that, and then you just go back down to feeling the same, and you're just like, well, fuck, I did that, and it's helping my like everything else, but I feel the same, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like, like 
yeah, when you're depressed, it's like, it's more of like, you'll chill down there for a second and then you'll like pop up and then be like normal. And then you'll like chill down there in depression. It's like, you don't just sit on your like happy moments and you're just like, I'm happy all damn day. Hey, like, how's it going? Like, you know? And then it's like, nobody does that. Someone like fucking, so, somebody like cuts you off and you're just like, Oh, that's okay. Like, I'm just happy, <laughs> happy, happy. Like, I think that it's important yeah. to understand that like, so like, I feel like with that, it's, I feel like a lot of it is because of the current climate of like how we're taught to exist. Like if you're not super successful, then you shouldn't be happy. Why are you happy? You're not the best. Like, why are you the happy? You know, there's so much people that are better looking than you, smarter than you, happier than you. Um, but also I feel like one of the reasons that I have not been, I have never not been happy with the podcast is because I've never set a standard too high for myself that I know I can't fit because I told myself from the beginning, this is not something I'm going to make a career out of. This is not something I want to put everything into. This is not something I want to blow up for. This is something that I'm doing because it's so fun and it gives me this energy that I don't get anywhere else. And I told myself as soon as it becomes me clout chasing or as soon as it becomes me trying to be by blow up or trying to be bigger for it i'm done i don't want to do it because i don't want to get at that point where i'm not doing it because of the conversations and because of the engagement i want to do it because it's fun and i want to do it because it makes me a better person i don't want to do it because i'm cloud chasing and i feel like if you as anything you're doing creative if you set a standard where whenever this becomes too much about the clout, whether God is, you want to make it a career or not. If you say when this becomes too much of a cloud, i got to take a break or i got to do something else because it's not fun. It's too high of standards. You'll, like you said, even the richest people want to be more rich. It's never enough. You know, you can't, you have to make it about the progress and the, and the fun and, and in the moment. You can't make it about everything else. Yeah. No, definitely. Wish I had something to play off that with. Let's uh, go. I think that's a good way to end it, man. We've been on here for about an hour and 10 minutes. So. I think it's a good night. Nice. Yeah. Um, sure. It was a lot of fun talking to you, bro. Honestly, I had a, I had a great time. We had a great conversation. Yeah, for sure. No, super good conversation. We got to chop yeah. it up again soon, man. Definitely, bro. Um, when I'm back for a longer period of time, we should do it in person because that's even more engaging. Okay, yeah. I'm super with it. Definitely, bro. Well, you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. I'll let you know when it's out. I'll probably drop it on Friday. And thank you again for coming on, bro. It was a lot of fun. All right. Thank you for having me. Peace out, everybody. See you, bro. Episode 80 with Blake Weisner. I loved how that episode, we really just started connecting about, you know, development of the self and, and the music industry and how to get better and how growth is the best mindset to have. Um, I love these episodes because they make me grow more than they make anyone else grow, I feel like. But if you are on this journey with me and you guys enjoy the episodes, smash that like button, share it to four of your friends. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay demanding.